Welcome to Eden Speaks. Our prayer for this podcast is that this can be a place of openness, grace, honesty, and connection with our sisters in Christ and any brothers out there who are tuning in. While this podcast is in connection to our women's ministry at Living Word in Oak Harbor, Washington, we welcome everyone that is looking for real Christ-centered conversations. Some of these conversations may be hard and emotional, stirring up parts of us that we would prefer to keep hidden and protected. Ephesians 5.13 says, But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Let us be that light to one another. Let's take a step outside of our comfort zone. Let's trust Jesus to show us how to give grace and hope to others, and also put us in a posture to receive it as we engage in a journey of growth. Let's speak the truth of God's word. Let's always speak love. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eden Speaks, a place of hope, encouragement, and grace. I'm Amy. And I'm Shannon. And today, you guys, first of all, we want to say happy 2022. This is our first podcast of the new year, and Mm -hmm. we are continuing on in telling story. And today, we have Ryan with us, and she's going to tell her awesome story. Want to say hey to everybody, Ryan? Yeah, hi. (laughs) We're so glad that you're here. We're so glad that you agreed to come and share just your story and also just currently what's been going on. Part of me really, as I sat down with you and just was getting kind of caught up on your life, I was like, oh man, I really want to ask you to share, but it is fresh. Yes. You are walking this sucker out right now, currently. Not your whole story, but this portion, right? Absolutely. Ooh, and I was like, ooh, maybe she'll say no. I hope not. (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) No, I try to be as open as I can just about where I'm at in my life, what I'm going through. Um, I mean, I, a lot of ways, I feel like that's the only way for me to do it. Yeah. So just be present with it to enter in. Yeah. You carry a lot of wisdom in that area too. And just even, you know, knowledge, yeah. you are educated in some of this, which we'll get to hear a little bit about maybe, but um, I mean, I, I think that's part of what made me think like, wow, you, you kind of know what it takes to enter into hard stuff. And the presence of the Lord has been so evident in all of it that I'm like, wow, our listeners need to hear this just for encouragement. You know, again, you guys, we tell story because we want to honor the way the Lord moves in our lives, where he shows up, his faithfulness, his love, his care, but also because we want to present a space for those of you out there who might resonate with Ryan's story to see yourself in her story too. And to be like, wow, me too. So that we don't feel alone. And so that we too can also look for the ways that the Lord is moving and loving and caring for us in our own stories. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So with that, um, I'll take it go? away. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, uh, yeah. Well, you know, when I was thinking about this and, and I'm glad you asked me uh, to sit down with you and Amy and talk, because I think that part of me saw God working in this part of my life and was like, I don't really know what you're trying to do with this part of my life. Like what? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that the thing that has come up for me as I've been thinking about chatting with you two um, is that over and over again, I've kind of been coming back to this idea that uh, in my mind for so long, I always felt like the husband or the man in the relationship should be sort of like the Christian leader of the family should be the driving force, should be the one who's bringing their families to God, to church. Um, And more and more, I feel like God's kind of opening up and saying like, no, like I want a relationship with you 
not with you as a wife, not with you as a mother. Uh, I want those things too, but I want a relationship with you as a person. Mm. And if that means going to church by yourself, if that means, um, you know, finding a way to get yourself connected or making those relationships on your own, uh, then that's what that means. Mm. And so um, I grew up in a, a Christian family. My family is a very devout Catholic family from South Texas. So um, like, hello. That sounds fun. Um, yeah. Um, and so, but from an early age, my parents always really encouraged my sister and I to uh, seek out where, where we were finding God. So um, they were always really great about, like I went to youth group at the Methodist church and I did non-denominational summer camps. And, um, and so my parents were always just really great about pushing us to whatever our relationship with God was to look like. Mm, that's um, good. I love that. Yeah. Whether or not that mm. was in the church we grew up in, that they were really open to that. Um, and so I think that that really helped me, uh, you know, in my own personal relationship, I have come closer to and strayed farther from God, like I think most of us do. Um, but so I moved to Whidbey in uh, January of 2012 with my husband, with the Navy. And uh, that first year was just kind of like figuring out, you know, where are we? Uh, where, yeah, what where is this, are we? Where, what, what is this? <laughs> yeah, what is this island we're living on now? And what is what does PNW even stand for? And, you know, um, and why does it get dark so early? <laughs> yeah right like why am I not sweating that was really the biggest one like what? I just worked out how am I not drenched in sweat um and so you know there's that like newness to a new place um when he deployed for the first time at the beginning of February that for me really was when things settled in and I realized uh I've got to find something for me um, I had a job, I, you know, I, I was plugged into a couple of things, but so at that point I started coming to living word on my own. Um, cause I was like, I've got to, I've got to have a thing and I've got to have somewhere I feel like nourishes me. It feels like that kind of something to look forward to in my week. Um, cause it can get really, especially in February, uh, but it can get really sad and really overwhelming and really lonely in a place like this when you're new. Um, and so I just remember coming to, I had, I don't even remember how I found Living Word, honestly. Uh, but I started coming and sitting by myself. Um, and within maybe a few weeks, uh, one of the people on staff would come and sit with me. Uh, and so Alyssa would join me and then encourage me to join a Bible study. And, and it's like, it just like unfolded so naturally. Um, and it really, for me, that is like immediate. Like when my husband came back from deployment, it was like, this is the church we go to. Uh, this is the time we go. This is what it's about, you know. Let um, me inform you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, for, like, and over the last nine years, for me, it's been, you know, I, it's been one of the only consistent things in my life. Mm. Um, there's so much inconsistency, you know, just in life in general. And I mean, the last two years are, uh, evidence of that for everyone who didn't think that they had that struggle before. Um, 
but so I feel like the church just has continually shown up unexpectedly sometimes and there have definitely been times where I would say like I was like kind of on the sidelines of it like I would come to church and like it was great um but that I wasn't maybe being so active in it mm-hmm. or you kind of come in and go out the side door maybe yeah like and, yeah uh, check bit. the box mm-hmm. and not really get to know other people who were at the church or um and it was just like but it would ebb and flow and for me that that ebb and flow was so strange mm-hmm. like I was like there are times where I feel like oh yeah like this is it and then there were other times that just felt like oh, okay yeah I guess I should go to church this weekend um you know mm-hmm. or or not um and so that was really hard for me. And, uh, and so, and then I had my son. So I have a five-year-old um, who keeps me on my toes most of the time. Um, and so that cute. really renewed. He's a delight. Oh okay. my gosh. He is so cute. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I think so too, but you know, I'm biased. So, um, but really having Matthew um, just like, really locked it in for me that that I needed to set that example um and and I think it just got more serious for me Mm. like I don't know like the implications of not living how the life that I knew I should be living or the Christian life that I know I should be living I guess uh like it's like oh well it's not just me drifting from the church it's this little person who's never had this life experience of the church being important to them like if I don't instill that now like that is going to be a lot harder to do later on in life Mm -hmm. you know I have lots of friends who as adults have come to Christ and it's amazing for me because it's like I can't imagine how hard that was like I had parents that woke me up every Sunday and you know like we're like get dressed we're going to church um and so while so I always am in awe of adults that come to Christ on their own or or through friends but so for me I think that's when it got more serious of like Mm. if I really want Matthew to know God then like I've really got to step in and and be serious and take this more seriously um and so so through all of this, um, I think that God is calling me or has been calling me to really step up and sort of change that role of expecting someone else to be uh, the driving force in my relationship with him or the Christian leader of my home. Um, so to say, like, I truly believe that God is calling me to be that person. Um, and all of us, like, I think that he, uh, and you and I had this conversation last week, like, um, like, it's not just like women obey your husbands and husbands be the leader of your family. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, it really is that give and take. Mm-hmm. Um, and Christ is calling us as women to really step into that role and not, not necessarily be followers in the church, I guess, is, mm-hmm. is sort of what, what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And we see that in the Bible too. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times does does God use a female, yeah, um, in order to you know to reach somebody 
um, that's pretty, that's pretty common. I think there's something about us as females that um, make that make sense. Mm -hmm. We're willing to surrender to him. We're willing to, you know, wash our, wash his feet with our hair. I mean, I, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. that's a female thing. I, I mean, maybe there are some men out there who have long enough hair <laughs> who could do and would maybe, but it's kind of more yeah. us, right? Our heart posture is kind of primed and that designed that way from the get-go. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. And it, it has felt more and more natural for me, or maybe it was that I was struggling with it feeling unnatural mm, that sure. I wasn't mm. sort of more accepting of that role or more active in that role, I guess, um, up until recently. So I, uh, I've been married for 10 years. Um, my husband and I are currently separated, going through divorce. Um, which for me is a place I never really, well, I definitely never thought I'd be in. Um, but I have seen God open up to me in different ways. So, uh, I have never been one of those people who felt like God was, um, speaking directly to me. Like when people talk about how they hear God's voice or they feel his presence, um, and the first time that I think, and maybe I'm wrong, we all misremember things, of course, but the, or I guess I should say the most recent time that I know God truly showed up, uh, was when I was sitting in the courtroom about a month ago, um, for some custody stuff that I'm going through right now. and. I have never felt a calm like I did in that courtroom, um, which just overwhelmed me. It, you know, this is me sitting in this room that I never imagined being in. Um, for all intents and purposes, like the person across from me uh, was only a few months earlier, the person I thought to be my best friend um, and my forever person. Um, and so, you know, I think that we can all imagine, or maybe we've been, you've been there, but um, just the feelings of anxiety and overwhelm and sadness. And, and it's not that I didn't have those emotions. I, I felt all of those things. Um, but the stillness in my heart, the, the calmness, the quiet, um, it was so, it was palpable. It was so overwhelming. Um, and like to the point where I was even like, I should be like having a panic attack right now. I should be, um, I should be crying. I should like, and like, why are like, I know these feelings are there. I know this is how I feel about this this situation, this, this season of my life, um, where are these feelings? Like, where are these mm -hmm. outward expressions of this emotion? Um, and, uh, so Shannon had known I was going through this a little bit of what I was going through. And, uh, so she had suggested to me, uh, <laughs> this song never lost, um, that kind of sort of in passing of like, Oh, do you know this song? Let me send it to you. Um, and that, just kept 
like playing in my head. Like it just was like on repeat and probably because I was listening to it on repeat on the way to the courthouse. But, um, but it was just so, it was almost like a concert inside my head. Like I just, everything else was blocked out. Um, you know, and I think that from that moment, I have felt more accepting that that God is has plans out of this for me. Um, I feel like, you know, I didn't want to be in that courthouse. God didn't want me to be there. Like he certainly, that is not uh, what he wanted for my life or what he wants for marriages or anything like that. Um, but I didn't want to be there and I showed up and God didn't want to be there, but he's also showed up. You know, and I think that was really important for me to realize that um, just because God doesn't want us to live a certain way or just because God doesn't want us in certain situations or to fall victim to certain things like, um, you know, straying away from him or addiction or whatever it is that someone might be going through, like he does show up there just because it's not a place he wants to be or not a place that he wants us to be. That doesn't mean he's going to avoid it. And when we come back out of it, maybe he'll rejoin us. So, yeah, I mean, I think that coming out of that, knowing that he had been with me, right. You know, like I can picture it sitting, me sitting right there in that basically a pew is kind of what they are, mm. uh, you know, waiting in that courtroom and, and for his presence to be so alive and so actively calming. I think that's the thing. It's like, sometimes we think of calm as like the absence of feelings or the absence of stress or the absence of whatnot. Um, but it, it was felt like an act of calming. Like, like it was intentional. It was purposeful. Um, oh, that's and- so good. That's so good. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Yeah. Because I don't uh, think a lot of people ever think, I think that a lot of people think of calm the way that you were expecting it to be. Like, I don't feel anxiety. I don't feel this. I don't feel that. Which, yes, that is a level of calm. But I think when God is present, it's exactly how you just described it. It is an active calming. I felt it. I understand it. And there is a difference between yeah. just being calm and being calmed by his presence. I think that they, they do feel differently. And it's hard to even explain those to somebody that maybe hasn't experienced it before but I'll tell you you know it when you feel it yeah you know well it. I absolutely did and and I like the way you phrased that of like calming by his presence because I could not have been that calm on my own like there's just no way there's no way that this moment in my life would have allowed me for that right that's I mean it's just not who I am and it's not what the situation warranted necessarily on my own um that would only be possible through god yeah you know um supernatural yeah it was a supernatural experience yeah and i just i almost imagine him just like embracing you and holding you together like you're saying you still felt all the things you Mm -hmm. knew they were there and present but it's as if he was like just sealing you yeah it's almost like you i couldn't tap into those things like right like it's like I could it's like I knew I was anxious 
like there was that like you know the logical side of me is like this is really anxiety producing yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. spoken like a true therapist yes you uh, know all the things right, right like yeah. um but it was like I couldn't even tap into anxiety like I couldn't mm-hmm. even if I wanted to I felt like bring that to the surface or mm-hmm. or that sadness and like I felt like I probably couldn't have cried a tear if I wanted to cry. Like mm-hmm. I just, it was so, and it wasn't a numb feeling. I think that's the other thing is like, it's not that I was feeling numb, um, which is, you know, is another way that we feel when we get in these situations sometimes. Mm-hmm. But this was so different that you're right. I mean, like once you, like when you experience it, like, you know it, like yeah. there's no question of that like, okay, like that, that was you. Yeah. It, it just makes me, it just brings, like, when you first started talking about it, like, that scripture, was it Philippians 4, like, peace beyond all understanding, like, that's, that's really what it is, like, we almost can't even fathom, like, how is it that I'm feeling this calm and this peaceful, and there's really only one answer to that. Yeah, actually, that's so fascinating, because it also says, you know, that scripture goes on to say, we'll guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, and that's mm-hmm. as if, what was happening your heart was you know being protected your mind was being protected I don't know that's so awesome yes yeah and you're right he didn't want that yeah he doesn't want any of this but I love how you say too like I know he's gonna work and do something good out of this I mean he does promise that Mm -hmm. I mean obviously Mm -hmm. you're you know Matt can do what he wants to do this is what Matt wants to do and he wants to pursue this like he has free will to do so Mm -hmm. but God is gonna I mean he honors you honoring him and your faith walk and your faith journey and wanting to pursue faith for Matthew and make sure Matthew knows Jesus and all of that there's still life for you but oh my gosh like walking through all of this is yeah and I think that that's the hard part is and this came on for me really quickly Mm -hmm. um you know my husband got home from deployment a few weeks later moved out a month later told me he wanted a divorce a month later filed for divorce um so for me it was like so fast um that I was just like maybe and maybe it happened that way because it was like all I can have is faith at this point like like I'm so like blindsided isn't necessarily the right word it's like I was so maybe just blinded Mm. is the right word like I was like what you don't even know which way is up um but I think it forced me into like you better cling to something and you better figure it out fast um and and thankfully for me because you know, 10 years ago, I decided to wander into this church and like, I had something that was a constant for me that I knew was supportive of me that I knew was ultimately where the answers were for me. Um, and so I'm just so grateful for that, uh, that I knew where to go, right. That I knew where I needed to be. Um, and so that was just such a blessing for me that like, there's so much there has been so much you know inconsistency and change and all of that um but that I have this church home and 
how grateful I am that for the last 10 years, we've been in one location, which is so unheard of for so many people Absolutely. in that lifestyle. And, but I've been able to like make a church home of this, mm-hmm. you know, like this isn't a place that we came through for a couple of years and then left and then came back. And, and, and that is the reality of this life. And that doesn't mean that you can't have a church home in that uh, because you definitely can. But I think that I needed this to be the constant in my life, like knowing where I'm at now. Yeah. I mean, even that feels foresight cared for, you know, fostered by him and his care for you and love for you. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Cause you're right. That's pretty neat. I mean, that's pretty rare. Oh, right? it's, it's very rare. I think that would be one of the places that that can happen, but there's very few places or very few, um, like communities, like Navy communities, you know, air pilots, all that, that have the ability to, to stay in places for a long time. So that really truly is a gift yeah. to have some, some roots and some, you know, some good supports and, um, when you were, I'm going to backtrack just a little bit, but when you were talking about, um, you know, being the spiritual leader of your household and um, how there was kind of this like resistance, this idea, like that it should be the man of the home. Um, I think that that's definitely a, a message that, that we've been given for a really long time. And some churches I know still hold very true to that. And I, I think that even that piece of it was very intentional and you ending up in living word because look at how many female pastors mm-hmm. are leading in this church, right? Just showing that it's not just the role of a man to be a spiritual leader. There is yeah. these awesome, strong, spiritual, God-fearing women that are, are leaders in this church. And I think that that is really awesome because not all churches some churches don't allow for female pastors mm-hmm. well but I mean I was raised Catholic, Catholic so yes right you know so <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so even oh. just like seeing that and and this church um modeling that that it's it's not just the role of a man to be a spiritual leader but the role of us as, as women as well and I think that we like Shannon was saying bring a whole different piece of it you know, there are things that, that men can bring that we're not going to bring. And there's going to be things that we can bring that they can't. And I think that's what makes it so awesome when you come together in that within the church of everybody plays their role and everybody's important. And yeah. so I just think that that, like, even that piece was not a mistake that you ended up at living word to show yeah. you that. Well, so. I think that Eden is a big part of this too. You know, I think that, cause when I started at living word, like Eden wasn't a thing. I mean, you know, uh, and but even in just the last, you know, couple years and like the role that Eden has played in my life as well of like, just really this like female empowerment of owning your own story with God, you know, like I said, like, sure, God loves us as wives or as mothers or as, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pastors or therapists for you and I, right? Like he loves those parts of us, but um, I think that Eden sort of has continually re-emphasized for me, like, also God loves me as a woman who loves him, like, mm-hmm. period. I mean, would you say, do you feel like as a daughter? Oh, absolutely. Ultimately, he wants to know you and love you and pursue you as a 
as his daughter. Absolutely. Amen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, you're right. I mean, like this church, it's, it isn't just, oh, how great that you were at a church for this long, but there's, there feels like intentionality, even in like, just the way this church operates and Mm -hmm. the role that they take and the stance that they take. Um, And it has allowed me, I feel like to be uh, better in those other roles that I have as a woman uh-huh. because it has built me up and helped me find sort of my own relationship with him as a woman um, and as his daughter. And um, and so it's been really enlightening to me. Um, and I also feel like that is sort of where like God is pointing me out of all of this too, you know, is that um, like I got to help with living works a few, just like a month ago, maybe. Um, and, you know, be a little more involved in Eden recently and, um, and taking comfort in this place that he has created comfort for me. Uh, and, and Matthew, like Matthew loves it. He asks me every day if it's Sunday, so we can go to church. <laughs> um, you know, he he loves the teachers that he has here, and and so it is so, you know, overwhelming for me to see him have his own little journey with God. You know, and uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, every day, yes, time to go. he just loves it. And we've been working on his prayers at night, and hearing him pray and the things he prays for, which like any good five-year-old includes like, you know, anything from like animals to <laughs> iPads to, you know, whatever. Um, and, and so I think for me, like, those are those little reassuring things of like, okay, like I I'm doing this right. Some here, you know, I I'm showing him, that a relationship with God can be fun, it can be exciting, it can be interactive. Um, and, mm. and, and I'm learning that for myself, right? Now I'm stepping out this new way and forging this different path of like, what does God in my life look like now? Like what, what does he have in store here? And where does he want me to pour my, my time, my energy, my money, my, you know, all those things. Um, and, and I think that he is going to open that up to me. I think that he's starting to show me those things. Um, I think he's going to continue to show me those things. And I'm really excited about that, um, which feels really weird to say. Like, sure, I'm going through this really hard, very hard um, season of life. And it's like, and I'm excited for where God's going to send me and what he's going to show me and who he wants me to be in this season. Like, um, it's just like a blank slate. It almost feels like, which is really cool. Um, in a lot of ways. Yeah. I love that you give yourself permission to engage with that. Yeah. And I think that might be the therapist That's a hard. in you. Yeah. I mean, so we keep <laughs> looking, but Ryan also is a therapist. As we know, Amy's a therapist. Ryan mm-hmm. is also a therapist. Mm-hmm. And I feel like mm-hmm. there's like a knowledge base there that you, that helps you be able to be like, you know, actually it's okay to engage. Like you would probably be encouraging someone going through the same thing that you're going through to also do such things. I mean, what a healthy way to walk that out. Yeah. Um, it can be a good and a bad thing sometimes. <laughs> Amy probably could back me up on that. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and and I've definitely had those feelings of like, so one of my degrees is in marriage and family therapy. And it's like, oh, how ironic. 
um, but not. Um, and, you know, sometimes I think that, you know, we have to, we don't always have to go through things in order for other people to be able to relate to us or for us to relate to other people. But, but I also think that sometimes we do go through, through things so that other people who need to relate to us or need to see someone they can relate to um, is there, is like that there's someone there for them. Um, yeah, not alone. It's part of why we tell our story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Most people that go to marriage therapy don't, aren't going because they're like, marriage is the greatest thing ever. Um, so, you know, like. Accurate. Uh, <laughs> right. Usually they're not in a great space by the time they yeah. land in our offices. Not always. Um, I yeah. wish more people would come in at that point, right? And so um, do I. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, so I think, and I think that as a Christian too, um, you know, my parents are still married. My grandparents were married to the day they died. Um, and, uh, and my granddad was the, you know, the leader of his family in the, like in our Christian lives, my dad, the same, um, in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, uh, that for me, it's like, okay, like, what does this new path look like? And, and it's going to be messy and it's going to be ugly at times, um, but it's also going to be beautiful and new things are going to come of it. Um, you know, friendships that I didn't realize I needed or that God had in store for me um, or, you know, who knows? Like, I just, yeah. I truly believe that, that he's going to lay out the, well, that he's already laid out the path for, sort of where he wants me to go next um, in my walk with him. And so, you know, there is that level of like excitement, which sounds so weird and feels weird, um, but you're right. Like I have, it and it took me months and months and it takes lots of people way longer, but I did get to that point where I finally said, like, I have to give myself permission to be okay. Yeah. Um, you know, this is the reality and, and this is okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is how you, it's happening. Yeah. And there, you know, there was no way for you to stop it. I, you, I, you tried. Yeah. Right. And I do think you're right that at some point you kind of have to be like, okay. I mean, I, I mean, it's kind of like what we're saying, like with this whole idea of free will, I mean, you can engage in it and the Lord is blessing you and he is present with you. Yeah. He's working so much good for some, in the midst of something that he doesn't want and pursuing. I know, I mean, I know, cause we just know God's character. He's totally pursuing Matt yeah. in different ways too. I mean, he wants that guy. He wants his kid. He wants his kid to turn and to rely yeah. on him, to see him for who he really is, to see God for who he really is, yeah. that character piece. And I definitely pray that for him. You know, I, sure. I want that for him. Um, I think there were times in our marriage where I wanted it for him more than he wanted it for himself at the time or realize it. And yeah. that is really hard um, as a Christian woman to be married to someone and feel like, why don't they want to go to Bible study? Why don't they want to be at church every weekend? Um, I can't tell you how many times I suggested to him to join a Bible study or go to men's breakfast or, um, and I know there, I know because I have a lot of friends that are out there like this, but that there are a lot of women who are in marriages where they feel that way. Yeah. Where they feel time. like, yep. why isn't my husband the leader, the Christian leader? Or maybe if he just would join a men's group, maybe if he would just 
get more connected in the church and understand why I feel the way I feel about church, um, then maybe things would be different. And, and I thought that for a long time and I, I pushed that for a long time and ultimately came to realize like, all I can do is pray that whatever God needs in order to get into Matt's art that, that he does. And, and not saying he's not there at all. Like, and uh, I know he is, but I think that also it's, it was never going to be because of my pushing or my suggesting or my hoping and praying that that was going to happen. And, and I really wish that I'd kind of acknowledged that much sooner in my relationship um, with God and with Matt, um, because I wish that I would have turned my focus to where it is now on if I am, am going to be the leader in my family right now, what does that look like? And what kind of leader, Christian leader, do I want to be for my family? Um, and how do I really be diligent in my prayers about bringing the other people in my family to know this relationship that I am so grateful to have? Um, and so I, I wish, you know, part of me wishes that I would have felt more like that when I was in the thick of it. Wow, uh, that's pretty insightful yep. to, have, to be sharing something like that, of that magnitude on this side that, of the coin that you're on here. Yeah. I mean, that's mm -hmm. pretty huge. I wonder, I always wonder this, you know, as, as female leadership um, in our Christianity, in our homes, in our, in our you know, marriages, in our families, um, again, I believe that the Lord uses females all, a lot to kind of draw the, our male counterparts to himself. I, you see it over and over and over. Um, but I also believe that there is a cry of our heart as females. And I believe this goes all the way back to the fall, right? It's all Genesis stuff um, that we do desire our uh, male counterpart, our male partner, husbands, to be, to play that role and to carry that out. However, obviously, as you're saying, Ryan, you're right. They're all on their own journey. Um, and we have to allow that journey to be the journey that it is. And I wonder if there's something inside of us as females. I know for sure this is something for me. Like to really run with that, to really run with it. This is my faith journey. And I am, I am charging forward sort of with or without you, yeah. except that my heart would have been yeah. surrendered to the father in prayer, like almost intercessory, like prayer, like being way more focused. And so I use my mouth a lot more and my disappointment yeah. and my unmet expectations and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Right. And been willing to just run forth and be like, I run to the father. But I know there were times in me that I was afraid. I was afraid because I'm like, I don't want to get too far out ahead. And what if he's way in the wilderness somewhere? Well, then he's way in the wilderness yeah. somewhere and the Lord will find him. But I am in, I mean, that's, yeah. that's been part of my story. I'm terrified to just charge forward because what if, yeah. right? What if he never comes? What if he never follows? What if he never commits? What if he never says yes? All of the scary things, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that that's a reality. And like I said, again, that is a cry of our heart. The reality is it is a cry of our heart for them to be the, for them to lead, but we can't control when that happens yeah. or what that looks like. That's between them and the father. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, in so many different ways, like if we can sort of surrender to that, mm -hmm. and it's so hard to do. And, and 
you know, on the more practical side of it, it's hard to get up and go to church if the person that you're with is like, oh, do we really have to get up and do that again? Mm -hmm. Or it's really hard to, um, you know, give up a Friday night to go to Eden um, if, you know, that means that that's a Friday night that you and your significant other can't go do something else that they want to go do, right? Like, Mm. like there are those things where like, they don't always have to rub against each other just because you don't necessarily have a relationship with someone who is like ahead of you on that path. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it can be a struggle. It can be that like either or feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think we, as women sort of take that on extra. Agreed. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, there are lots of, and, and, uh, you know, I, I love my male friends and all of that, but, uh, and my dad, Uh, But I think a lot of them wouldn't even think twice about like, oh, no, I'm just going to do this thing on Friday uh, and like, whatever, I'll see you when I get home, right? Like, whereas for me, it would be like, oh, my gosh, well, like, do I, did I lay something out for dinner? Can I make dinner before I get to Eden so that, you know, I can make sure that everyone's fed and then go to Eden. And then when I get home, like, oh, well, I really need to like do laundry. Could I start that load before I go to Eden? and on a delay you know like uh like we do that right um women are famous for that um that line of thinking and it makes and so I think that that (laughs) makes it harder for us to be we make it harder for us to be as free to explore that relationship with God um and so that can be really difficult because like just the societal and the internal and all of that stuff that's going on for us um makes it really hard to step out really I think and and say like I'm diving into my relationship with Christ in this season and everything else is going to move out of the way right the laundry can wait the you know the homemade dinner can wait the whatever can wait and I'm going to dive into this relationship and I'm not going to let anything, including my relationships with other people or those things get in the way, because I have to trust that God is going to accommodate for those things, right? Like sure that I might not be spending my Friday night with my son, um, but God is going to show up in my relationship with my son in some way. that's going to be more meaningful than these couple hours on a Friday night that I'm pouring into my relationship with God right or whatever the case is um and so I just have to believe that I mean yeah again like I'm at this point and and I think there are good and bad parts to it but I think I'm at this point where it's just like what do I have left to lose by saying like okay God like here I am now what like yeah what do you have for me what do you want me to to do in your name and how how are you going to work in me and through me? Um, and so there's, and again, like just that like peace about it of like this unknown, the last 10 years of my life, I've been unknowns, but like the, (laughs) the unknown that, you know, right. Like, um, and now it's like, okay, so now what, like, now what do I do? Do I live here? Do I live somewhere else? Do I, um you know take on new things do I like you know reach out and 
uh, you know, pour more into my friendships or into my career or um, into those things alongside my sort of renewed devotion to my relationship with God, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm. it's just this really sort of feels like the edge of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And when you were saying like, what do I have to lose? Like the first thought that came to my mind is nothing. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Yeah. Like this is a win situation for you by surrendering yourself to God's will for your life and for Matthew's life. Yeah. All you're going to do is win in that because you're going to have a better relationship with him. You're going to be following his lead. You're going to be going down that path that he is laying out for you because you are surrendering your heart to that. And like, I just like, I just have these feelings of like empowerment for you of like, you are taking your life into your own hands in the sense that you're handing it over to God. And you are saying, I'm ready for what you have for me. I'm no longer going to be waiting for somebody else for me to be able to take these steps because you are a daughter of the most high God. Yeah. And nothing, nobody can ever take that from you. And that's like, that's the phrase that just keeps running through my mind. Ryan, you are a daughter of the most high God. You are robed in his majesty, a daughter of the most high God. And what a gift that, that in this situation that you were not in ever imagining yourself to be in, that you were not wanting to be in, he is going to do so much good. Yeah. It's like he, this is where like, it, I'm just like, I'm, I'm sad for the situation that you're in, but I'm so excited for the way that you are leaning into him and leaning into this next chapter of your life and letting him guide you in that. Like that is so, it's inspiring. It truly is because I've, I've been there. I've walked through a divorce. They suck. Yeah. Straight up suck. But the, you're handling this with grace. Well, thank you. And I'm, I'm super proud of you. And yeah, just like, wow. Yeah. I think it's so easy to get caught up on all the loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like this. And, and so I've really been trying very hard and it's not always, I'm not always great at it, uh, but I'm trying very hard to focus on what I'm gaining or the things I'm not losing. Um, and so something that I wrote down that, uh, so a, almost exactly a month ago, um, when we were doing the arrival and Pastor Drew was preaching, uh, he asked the question, or he posed the question. He said, um, when you picture love showing up in your life, what does that look like? And when was the last time that you felt, that you really felt loved? Um, and even in a season like this, um, I can answer those questions immediately. You know, it's it's friends showing up to move me. It's um, spending time with my son playing board games. It's, you know, and so I think that focusing on those things and being intentional about like, I have felt loved when, in lots of ways, from so many different people and probably from people I don't even know, you know, who are praying for me or, um, you know, who have walked this path before and have like forged the way. But um, 
but yeah, so I think that those two questions have really just obvi quite obviously resonated with me for the last month. And I think that that helped with my turning point of like, I do feel loved. I love is showing up in my life, not in the marriage that I thought that was going to be sort of the, the impetus for all that love, right? Like not in the way I thought it was going to be. Um, but again, like God doesn't tell us how he's going to do things. He just tells us he's going to, right? Like he doesn't tell us, oh, this is how you're going to see love or feel love or be loved in your life. He just tells us, um, you know, I am love and you are going to experience love. Um, and so that just looks different for me now. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. I'm also really proud of you because I, you know, speaking of love, um, God is love and he is light. So I feel like you're doing a really good job of, of course, you're mad probably at times and you would love to strangle that, but, <laughs> but I feel like you're doing a really good job of hold, even holding him in the light. You're not pulling him into this dark place or casting him into this dark place. You are holding him, him in the light as best you can. And in a way that, you know, is, is wise and, you know, caring for yourself. But I think that you're doing a really good job with that. And first of all, that's good for Matthew. Mm -hmm. I think it's good too for your heart and the deep down places and spaces, because ultimately Matt is still God's kid. Yeah. God, God never wanted this to happen. Yeah. And of course we want, we want Matt to experience and have an, have an encounter with God that is crazy and supernatural somewhere, sometime. And we believe for that, but ultimately in the space that you're in, you could easily be not doing that. You could be holding him in darkness. You could be holding him in a place that's like, and maybe there are moments of that. And that is normal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there are times. I mean, I know I would, I mean, I'm just trying to think like in my <laughs> mind, I'm like, wow, I just would not be. I just think I'm way more vengeful. I think I'm more, <laughs> more vengeful. I think I would be doing, I don't even know. Let's not. She's, a, she's revelations. Um, <laughs> I just, That's a I, four coming to the surface. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the one-to-one -one four too. Like, ooh, look out. Um, Yeah. I just think, I just, I do see that in the way that you, you know, you talk about him and you, I mean, and even just the way that you let yourself actually you know engage with the loss and the sadness like ultimately yes there's all these good things that you're seeing the lord show up and you can you can have hope for your future but still and so i'm really proud of you for that part well, too because i think that that's not no it can't be easy no it's not but um ultimately i'm the one that has to go to bed with that every night you know mm -hmm. um and so for me it's like Sure, there are reasons that I could be angry or mad, upset, uh, frustrated, all of those things. We mm -hmm. all are those things mm -hmm. every day, you right. know. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, really trying to look at what best serves my heart and what best serves my son, mm -hmm. you know, and and those are really the things that drive my feeling right now. Yeah. That's great. And so at least That's I great. tried to keep those things in the forefront. Sure. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. For sharing this. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. I, it's really like happening. The things I'm really excited about with this series that we're doing is the like so far, I mean, this is our third story that has been shared and they have each been so powerful but like in different ways right and I think that the Lord's been super faithful in like 
really putting people on Shan's heart and being like, we need to have Jerry. We need to have Shona. We need to have Ryan, you know, and like, cause Jerry had this like miraculous epiphany and, yeah. you know, Shona's story was like this long, difficult life of like, just faith, just knowing that God was going to come through. And now you get to share this space of like being right in the thick of it mm-hmm. and how you are seeing God show up in that. So I think that he has just been so faithful in bringing individuals to, to Shannon's heart of like, this is a good person to ask to share their story because the goal is to, to just keep showing all of our listeners and all the, you know, everybody in our church, like your story is important. It's impactful. They're unique, but man, if there is one other person out there that hears this story and is like, I'm not alone. Okay. Goal. We've goals, yeah. you know, like, so I just, I'm really excited about that. And I appreciate so much that you are, that you shared this with us. And especially like, this is raw for you right now. So it like is. That, yeah. that vulnerability. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, like that, that's really meaningful that, that you would be vulnerable with us and with everybody listening the way that you are when you're still walking through this. So that's yeah. fabulous. Well, you know, like I said, I am really trying to approach all of this with just being as as open and vulnerable as I can and and you know back to that like what do I have to lose by not mm-hmm. letting God you know and and that's, I think that's exactly what I texted Shannon when she asked me like I know that this is still kind of raw and you said eventually you'd be willing to share your story but like um and I kind of just replied like you know I think I just need to lean in and say like why not like mm-hmm. I think that that the, there's a reason that God put that on Shannon's heart and mm-hmm. and by leaning into that and just trusting that um like I felt like that was what I needed to do and mm-hmm. where I needed to go with that and so mm-hmm. um yeah I just I, I and that's my hope you know is that anyone else going through any of these things uh can feel less alone in it because it is a lonely feeling yeah absolutely well thank you yeah absolutely okay so announcements for things we have coming up um eden gathering on the 21st of january at 6 30 i wanted to leave it at six but i was like that doesn't feel right (laughs) yep um and then we will have our next eden speaks at uh coming out on the 28th so in two weeks. Um, and don't forget that Eden Connect groups, you can sign up for those on the website. There is a number of different times and I think days available, definitely times available. Um, so go on there, get signed up for those so that when those get rolling, you have a group that you are in. Anything else, Shan? I think that's it. Okay, great. Well, then will you pray us out? I sure will. Okay. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time together. We thank you for Ryan's story. We thank you for the way that you're caring for her heart. We thank you for the way you're caring for Matthew's heart. We pray for Matt. God, we just want him to just have a real encounter with you um, through the midst of all of this crazy that's going on. We just thank you, Lord, for Ryan's words, um, for her bravery, for her wisdom, for her vulnerability and just her willingness to say yes to you. This whole idea of like, what do I have to lose? That is her saying yes to you. 
We pray, God, that you would just continue to honor that and favor her in that and bless her in that, God. And we also just pray, Jesus, for everybody out there who's listening today um, about this message, um, that you you would help them to know that they are being cared for and loved as well. And that the cries of their heart matter to you. We need to continue praying for our spouses, that we do need to step into um, spiritual leadership roles and allow you to move and work and do, do it all, God, and to surrender to you with our prayers and our desires. God, we just need to allow you and invite you in for healing and care. Ultimately, Father, you're there for us to reach out cling to, hang on to, surrender to, to be so present with. You are faithful. You love us as your daughters. You want to know us as your daughters. And we want you to know us that way too. Help us to be brave in that. Help us to say yes to that. Help us to step towards you as you draw us to yourself. We love you, God. We want more of you in our lives. We need you in everything we do. In everything we say, in every experience we walk through, God, we trust it to you. We watch you move. We love you. In your holy and precious name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.